0: And welcome to the show today. We have a
1: very exciting show for you today. And one of my great friends, Anna Anderson, is going to join me as the guest in a very few minutes. You know, when I talk to people, one of the things that uh, we talk about is what do you want out of life? And I find it quite amazing that the, the thread that runs through most people's conversations is I want to be happy. I want to feel fulfilled. I want to feel full of vitality. And yet there seems to be a complete disconnect between that desire and the reality that they are actually enjoying or not, as the case may be. And you have to ask yourself the question, why is it that so many people are unhappy, that they are depressed, that they are unhealthy? And there is a number of reasons. But I think one of the fundamental things that... that I think makes the difference is how many people are looking for somebody out there to solve the problem for them, that they don't believe that they have the self-worth, the power, the, the wherewithal to take control of their life and to choose to be happy, fulfilled. And those of you that have watched the show before will know that I believe that everything that we do is a choice. Even not choosing is a choice. And it's often when we don't actively choose that the most far-reaching consequences actually happen. Ultimately, you have one go at this life. Who knows whether we're going to be reincarnated and come back again? But we have this life. We have this moment now. And moment by moment, we choose what we do or not. And when we take responsibility for ourselves and our lives and our emotions and our well-being, then we're not dependent upon somebody else deciding what our life is going to be like. Now, if you're a small child, of course, that's different. But by the time you become an adult, so much of this is about the choices that you make or how long you let things drift. And that is within your control. I was talking to a client this afternoon. And it's really interesting how often the same conversations come up, often within the same few days, and it's a conversation I've had on a, a number of occasions in the last couple of weeks. Now, this is a business client, but actually the principles are true for whether it's business or or or, or pleasure or personal. And he he was talking about how, easy he finds it to help other people an amazing man doing some incredible work but when i said to him you know in your business you need to be your most important client you need to focus on creating the circumstances the environment where you and your business can thrive You know, the example which is often cited is if you are on a a plane and you're given the safety instructions, you're told if there is a problem and we need oxygen, put your own oxygen mask on first before you put on, uh, help anybody else. Why? Because then you're much better able to help other people because you're not gasping for breath. And here was a man very successful in his own right. When it came down to it, A lot of the issues around his business were a reflection of the relationship that he had with himself, and he did not feel worthy. So when he was asked um, to, to sell his wares and ultimately selling whatever it is your product might be is about relationships and selling yourself, he didn't feel that he was worthy. And yet the work he does is internationally renowned. And yet there he was, and as we were talking, he said to me, I feel like a little boy of three. I feel that I have little power. And as a result, I keep myself playing small. And I wonder how many people, how many of you listening, how many people you know keep themselves playing small because they don't feel that they have value. They don't feel that they're worth it. And you know, the title of this show is How to Nourish Your Body, Your Mind and Your Soul because you are a being where all of these things are connected. You can't separate your mind from your body. You can't separate who you are spiritually from all of this, your emotions run through everything. Yeah, you know, you've heard me say so many times you're the common denominator. You take yourself into every situation, every moment of every day. Doesn't it make sense that you would then take control of the quality of your life? You know, be the person who makes those decisions actively rather than passively going along with life in general. You know, you do have a choice. You have a choice in terms of whether you stay within an unhappy, abusive relationship, what you eat, where you go, what you do. And there'll be lots of people who say to me, but I have no choice because I've got to pay the mortgage or I've got to do this or I've got to do that. It's one of the reasons why I'm so excited about my guest today because she's living proof that actually when you take the opportunity, You have choices, and when you make choices, then the consequences of those are there for you to see. But staying in a place where you are unfulfilled, unhappy, that you are not flourishing, you're not thriving, that has to be your choice. Now, does that mean that life has to be rosy? I'm no Pollyanna. I have managed and dealt with many challenges in my own life, And I know it's absolutely not the challenge that defines you, but it's what you do with it, how you choose to react to it. And if you don't take charge of your life, then somebody else will. And you'll have to put up with what they give you. So I am absolutely thrilled that when we come back after the break, I'm going to introduce Anna Anderson to you and her incredible work. So please, don't go away.
0: You have been listening to Gina Gardner on Leadership for Life. We'll be back after this quick break. Want to get the best out of life personally and professionally? Are you ready to step into a life which excites and fulfills you? Well, the right place for you is Leadership for Life with Gina Gardner on W4CY Radio and Talk4TV. We will share with you stories from inspiring people, a wide range of guest experts, and lots of practical strategies to help you get the very best out of your personal and professional life. Leadership for Life is a radio and TV show focused on helping you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. Join international best selling author, motivational speaker, empowerment, and transformational leadership coach and trainer, Gina Gardner live every Thursday, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on W4CY Radio and Talk4TV. Become the leader of your own life. Gina Gardner's number one international best-selling book, thriving not surviving the five secret pathways to happiness success and fulfillment provides you with the foundational principles on which to become the best leader of your own life it's available as an ebook paperback hardback and as an audio from genuinely hyphen or also from amazon every one of the principles have been proven to work for the countless people who have used them including the author now let's put them to work for you If you're ready to discover your true leadership life design, accelerate your journey with an invitation to join Gina for Leadership for Life VIP Day. Choose your journey of self-discovery where Gina will help you navigate your way to happiness, success, and fulfillment. To find out more, email gina at genuinely-you.com. Welcome back to Leadership for Life. Here is your host, Gina Gardner.
1: Thanks for coming back. Before I introduce Anna to you, I would like to tell you a little bit about her. She's an accredited transformational life and integrative health coach, an NLP practitioner and the founder of the Nurture and Nourish System, the Warrior Journals podcast and the author of Inside Out. She describes her mission as helping women break free from the shackles of feeling unhappy in their body to living a life of freedom and joy. Now, I know many, many women who spend their lives dieting, waking up and dreading how they're going to deal with food every day. And she has an amazing program to help people recognize that actually it's about so much more than food. So without more ado, I'd like to welcome my great friend, Anna Anderson. Hello. Hi there and welcome to the show. Thanks very much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. So, would you start off by sharing your story, your journey, and how you
2: came to be in this place now? Well, yes, absolutely. Um, it all started in the bottom of a bottle of gin, <laughs> which is a funny place for it to begin. You know, everything that I now do and teach absolutely is a lift lived lesson that I've gone through myself, and. I spent years dieting, years really unhappy in my body, in my skin, um, just trying every single thing that um, that wasn't working and I had been binging and purging and just had a very unhealthy relationship with food, with alcohol, with all sorts of things externally. And even though I was ticking all the external boxes, I had a corporate job and I was, you know, doing all the things that society said, you'll be happy when, there was something deep within me that really wasn't. And I just didn't seem to be be able to find that answer. And I think I thought that it was when I would get thinner or when I would have that, or when I had, you know, that job or that job title, that it must be found there, but it it was never found. Um, And after you know a long story of becoming a a single mom and just reaching absolute rock bottom feeling real despair um and that bottle of gin was a bit of a wake-up call i you know we all often people talk of a rock bottom that for me it was the point where that was enough and i needed to do something different i wasn't sure at that point what it was but i knew something had to change there was a voice within me that said you can do more than this and um and that was the first step i think yeah
1: it's really interesting isn't it how often there is a crisis or a crunch time mm. that wakes people up and says enough this is it you've either got to pick yourself up and do something very different or the, op- the staying where you are is a, n- a non-option because the result of that would be disastrous so there you are with your bottle of gin. Mm. But there is a world of difference between that you and the you of now.
2: So take us on the next leg of your journey. Mm. Yeah, we um, we are very different people, that Anna and this Anna. Um, bless her. <laughs> Um, so what that bottle of gin and that day led to was me realising something within me clicked and, and something had to change. And I didn't know what that was, but I knew that I couldn't do my job and be a mum anymore. I couldn't do both. I was being pulled in too many directions and I was really tired. By that point, my son was four and he hadn't been sleeping the whole of his life. And so I was really exhausted. And also he was about to start school. And if I carried on with my job then I wouldn't be able to take him to school um, or pick him up. And so these things became, my priorities were changing, but also my identity at that point was very much in my external. And the only thing I had left, I was a single mum. I had all of these labels for myself, all of this judgment and self-loathing. So at least I had a job. That was my story. At least I had a good job. Um, And to give that up, was really terrifying but i knew that i needed to do that so i googled jobs for mums okay <laughs> as, you do. <laughs> as you do and um a job came up i do, I always say don't take um career advice although it's <laughs> worked um, out pretty well since <laughs> um and a, a job came up well a, a business franchise came up to buy a yoga franchise and it said that it was a great option for mums. You could build a business. Um, and probably it wasn't the best choice that I've made. Well, looking back, maybe it was, but I wasn't a yoga teacher or nor was I a yogi or really any profici- had any proficiency in yoga at that point. But I, I bought that business immediately on a credit card. <laughs> um, and I went into my work the next day and handed my notice in. Um, and it all began from there. And actually, as I began to practice yoga, and, you know, I really believe, Gina, when your back is against the wall, you yeah, know, mm-hmm. I was a single mum. I was the only provider for my child. I had to make this work. Yes. Um, and I learned yoga fast. I went to India. I learned yoga. And, and that practice of yoga, I think something was really smiling down upon me that day. The, the, what I'd been looking for was within me, it wasn't outside of me, it wasn't in my body image, it wasn't in um, my job, in the money I earned, it wasn't in anything outside of myself, it was within. And yoga gave me the space and the quiet room to be able to reflect on that and find a loving relationship with myself. And it was the most healing step in my journey And then as I started to teach and build my business, which did go on to become successful, Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) luckily, um, that I realised I wasn't alone. I realised that the people that I was teaching were feeling exactly the same. And what that led on then was for me to go on a journey of exploring how to look after myself with the food that I ate, the connection to our mind, body and spirit and how movement and yoga helps that and also how our mind is so connected in in that and that it all comes together in this beautiful holistic way and Mm -hmm. you know when I look at the way that we work I think it's really important that we look at body that we look at what we eat and we look at the, how our mind works and our belief systems. And when we bring those together, actually we can create really fundamental and, and powerful change. So it led on for me to go on this journey of coaching and therapy and all of this work and then train to do it myself, which is now what I, I do in my work. I want to come onto the
1: programme in a, in, a, in, a, in a moment, but I think there are a couple of things that I think it's really important that we actually explore in more detail mm the principle of it you have to do that inner work you you know it's no good for you you're not going to achieve um any sense of real tranquility and joy if you're looking for externals to do it for you yeah that that you know so many people i think um are looking for some validation outside i feel worthy when somebody tells me i'm good at I feel good when somebody says, "I'm you look you've lost weight, you look skinny,"
2: mm.
1: or "Doesn't your hair look good?" or "What a great job you've done!" But it's transitory because as soon as it's gone, either it's then dismissed and you don't believe it, or they're just being nice to me, or very quickly the old "You're not good enough," "You're not this enough," "You're not that enough." Um, mm reasserts itself and I'd be really interested in your take on on that
2: principle really yeah well taking that approach is is pinning or giving the power to others isn't it it is on that and and that's always then going to be um it's not going to last very long because you're waiting for other people's um approval of yourself and so you know Carl Jung said that the unconscious will play out and continue um, until we make it conscious, but we will call it fate. And I just think that that's so true, you know, that we I believe we are all born with innate potential. We are all incredible. We all have such capacity within us. And that excites me now to realise that, you and I don't know how much either of us can achieve or anyone. No. And that's true for every single human being, not just some of us. And that's so important that when we start to connect with that belief within us, and um, we start to nourish and nurture that and really cherish ourselves, not dependent on other people's opinion, yeah. not waiting for other people's approval, but giving it to ourselves because we are worthy of it and our own self-love and our own self-care that life begins to change very very quickly Um, and it's that belief you know and I think you know we're energetic beings we carry the energy of conditioning through our lives we're socially conditioned we've got our ancestral conditioning and we've got all of these different layers and the work is looking at that and saying do you know what There's some healing to do here. There's some some separation from actually me being able to really love who I am. And as I undo those layers, I can connect to myself fully. I absolutely agree with you. Why do you think so many
1: people are so resistant Mm. to um, to recognizing the worth of themselves?
2: I don't think society is taught is set up for us to believe. Um, that we have that worth within ourselves it's it's almost a completely turning um the way that we think in a societal way on on its head isn't it you know we're taught when you do this you'll be happy when you get that go to school get a job get married then you'll be happy then you'll be fine and then there's this kind of emptiness and I think a lot of people find that in their 40s and 50s they're like Is this everything? (laughs) You know, I I was told that if I did this, I'd be happy. And I think that there's that, the societal perspective. But I also think from a journey perspective, that our life is about learning to come home to ourselves. And it's a process of discovery and self discovery and learning and growing. And we as humans become alive when we grow. And if we use it as an opportunity to continue to learn about ourselves. Then the exploration and the fun and the joy will always be there, and I think it's it's making sure we keep that alive every single day that's so important.
1: I again, I absolutely agree with you, and I think that one of the challenges for many people is I call it the happiness when syndrome. You know, mm. I'll be the, the happy when the problem with that is always in the future. Yeah. You know, The only thing we can guarantee is this moment now. So if I'm putting off being happy until I've got the big house or I've got the big car or I've got the perfect partner or I've got the perfect waistline, that's that's never actually in the now, is it? And the other challenge is that as soon as people start to approach gaining whatever it was on their list of criteria, they add more. So it's not this house, it's, well, actually, I've got this house, but I want that house, which is bigger or... um, And so they live their life in the anticipation of something which may never happen because they
2: don't allow it to. Absolutely. You know, the when I syndrome is indicating a current lack, isn't it? It's saying at the moment life isn't good enough, I'm not good enough. And actually... What I believe is we get back the energy that we put out so if the belief is I'm not good enough I'm not worthy then yeah. rather than thinking that when we get that we will be what we're just creating is more separation more unhappiness yeah um, and I think we see that a lot in society now because you know to be told we'll just be happy now well that won't that doesn't equate to me getting what I want no. to get and then being happy yeah. um quite the reverse in fact but for me, and you know, through our conversations, and I know, I think you feel the same, is actually when we are happy now, it creates more or yeah. more joy in our life. So, you know, one of the most powerful practices I believe is the power of appreciation and gratitude, yeah. and to switch from you know waking up in the morning and thinking, oh, I've got all of these things to do, and I'm feeling a bit grumpy mm-hmm. about it, to so actually how joyful. Yeah. And that's an incredibly life-changing practice.
1: I think it is. And you can't be grateful unless you're in that moment. No. And, you know, one of the things that I, I encourage people to do is to collect gratitudes during the day. Make it easy so that you mm-hmm. make the positive things. I, I'll feel happy every time or I'll feel grateful any time rather than I'll only be happy when these criteria are in place so you make it very easy but i want to spend some time now i you work with women for the most part and the conduit if you like that they come to you generally speaking is because they want to lose weight
2: mm.
1: now there we have a, an epidemic of obesity and people being overweight and all of the problems that that creates so talk us through you know why do you think it is that that, that is the weight that actually makes people take action and what does your program do for people what's the approach because there are so many you know diets and do this and do that that mm. don't work but i know that that what you offer people really does work
2: it really does it really does um, because it's it's the it's the anti diet way. It's it's going against everything that I had ever been taught. And as I started to really fall in love with life and who I was and find that internal connection, weight just dropped off. And people would say, "You've lost lots of weight," and I was like, "Oh, I hadn't even noticed. <laughs> I've been trying to do this for so long. What's yes. happened?" Um, and so you know, what has that's gone on to do is. Is my work now which is to help women find a loving relationship with themselves and food is one of the symptoms in you know it's one of the things that we use when we're not happy yeah. we eat and so it becomes this perpetual cycle of eating because I don't feel happy and then um, getting heavier and then, you know, feeling unhappy and then thinking, well, well, I've lost weight, then I'll be happy. And actually the answer was never in that number on the scales. Yeah. And so what I do is help women will learn how to nourish their body, learn how to eat without restriction and dieting, but also learn about loving who they are. Because so often there's this really deep sense of uh, hatred for our bodies and the body that we live in. And we can be so hard on it. We can be so... Um, So... Challenging and tough on it, and it's just such an important practice to start to build holistically in that connection with self, with the body that we live in. Which really, it's an amazing gift, right? We've been given this gift of life, and if we didn't have it, quite frankly, we wouldn't Mm -hmm. be here. So it's about really changing the way that we believe, our belief systems um, Mm -hmm. about ourselves, our internal dialogue, our relationship with ourselves, and then how we nourish ourselves through the food that we eat, balance our blood sugar. And stop restricting, stop making food um, the enemy, but actually learning to love ourselves through the food that we eat.
1: Isn't it interesting, the relationship that we have with food? And, you know, when you look at different societies, food is such an important part of that society. You know, it's a celebration, different food. You're feeling unhappy, you know. As a child, oh, here you are. Here's a biscuit, or have a sweetie, or here's a cake. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling fed up. Oh, what shall I have? And it's never a carrot that you know yeah. you're craving, is it? It's a donut or, or a bar of chocolate. So I and I, I've thought about this a lot, and I have a theory, and I want to try it out on you. And my theory is that we only su- we only survive if we eat and so that connection is to do with our real base need to survive so that when we are feeling wrong-footed when we are not um, happy then there is that sense of my survival is threatened I need to eat Mm -hmm. and in those very primitive societies you know when we were cavemen and women high calorie carbohydrate and fat were were the jewel in the crown because they gave you greater um, energy for longer um, and you you needed to find enough to sustain yourself in order to survive and so in some skewed way that donut um, in that moment when it's being eaten before all of the regret and guilt kicks in is that I need to survive. I'm I'm actually helping myself to survive connecting with myself mm-hmm. at so many levels.
2: Yeah. I think that's an absolutely a valid point. You know, and and one of the things that I teach the women that I work with is our physiology. It's so important to understand Mm -hmm. how our hormones work and how stress impacts our food choices and how we take and draw on different energy sources when we're stressed and all of these different factors. And we release hormones when we eat happy hormones. We release dopamine and also, you know, a donut that you were talking about is fat and sugar, we are hardwired from a physiological survival and evolution perspective to want fat and sugar. So of course we go back to our our roots for comfort when we're feeling threatened. So there's all of these complexities behind the food choices that we're making. But often our psychology doesn't look at any of those things. It's just, I haven't got any willpower. I'm blaming myself. I'm useless. I'm worthless. I can't do this. But we don't understand the way that our body works. And so it's so important to look at the whole of ourselves and realise, you know, how we work, what our physiology is, so that we can really understand how to look after ourselves. Yeah. So,
1: share with us the spirit because it seemed to me when you know learning about your program is that there's a real spiritual um strand to it that mm. gives it such um just trying to think of the word it but what it does is it expands so it's so much more than about food it is about nourishing oneself physically emotionally mentally spiritually it's it's about feeding the soul yeah so talk us through your perspective on that.
2: Well, we're, you know, we're spiritual beings. And I think what your question earlier around, why do we find it so difficult to um, realise our worth? And I think often we've lost that connection to our spirituality. That for me is often one of the missing pieces and that we're surrounded by so much love and support that we have that. And the, 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 my work, I always describe as, as to ha- how you can come home to yourself. So it's moving away from the external. And, yeah, we look at balancing your blood sugar and all of those aspects. But actually, that's a very tiny part. The real depth of the work is how do I love me again? And that's by really connecting to ourselves at a spiritual level, learning that we are a soul and learning that we are worthy of of love and that we are full of potential and that we can achieve things and letting go of that egoic Voice uh, that we can all, or we all carry in us of, I can't, and I'm not good enough, and I'm not worthy, and connecting to our authentic self, which is full of of light and possibility, and it's remembering that and coming home.
1: And you know, the thing that strikes me from working with people is that when that happens, life just expands. The opportunities, you know, the doors open, and there is a, a sense of abundance that doesn't happen when people are keeping themselves playing small and safe and that there is not that sense of of loving who you are and I think it's important to make the distinction because many people I think think that if you love who you are that that that's being a bit narcissistic when actually the reality is very different isn't it true loving yourself truly um, means that you have high Uh, high standards for yourself if you like and that you that in loving yourself I often said on this show that, that every relationship you have with other people is a reflection of the relationship you have with yourself so if you don't love yourself you will put up with people be treating you in a way that they wouldn't do when you loved yourself because either you would remove yourself from that situation or you would react to it in such a way that they knew it was not uh, acceptable and I'm not talking about having a row it's just simply the energy that you give out is that actually I'm not a victim so don't mm. even try it.
2: yeah absolutely there's a humbleness to loving yourself it's a different energy than a, an egoic energy of of bravado and covering up it yeah. is an expansive energy of of the word that always comes to me is joy you know it's living life joyfully and um and expanding from that that place is is very powerful and a beautiful way of living.
1: So tell people if they're interested in in finding themselves, creating a great relationship with themselves, and being vital, healthy, nourishing their body in a way that actually supports great health in the holistic sense. How does the program work? You know, what's the, the mechanics of it? You talked about. Um, the essence of it but you know what's the physicality of it how long does it last where do they go and mm-hmm.
2: so on yeah um so I work with women over a 12-week period and it's really you know I start with saying where do you want to go because we don't often think about that we don't think <laughs> about what it is that we just think I want to lose weight and the truth of that that's not that's not a goal. You know, what is it that you want on the other side of that? And mm-hmm. I'm interested in our primary food and our secondary food. How do we fill up off of our plate and what in our life is, is missing? And so it's about getting... T- can I just stop you? Sorry,
1: um, you talk about primary food and secondary food. That's mm-hmm. something that may be alien to people who are or mm-hmm. unfamiliar. What do yeah. you mean by that?
2: Well, I believe, and the way that I work, is that we have primary food, which is how we nourish ourselves off our plate so uh, how we live with consciousness how we connect with nature what our relationships are like what our career is like how we are focused on achieving what we desire in our lives those okay. elements that really nourish us and then food is our secondary actually what we physically eat right. but if our primary food is a bit off kilter then we will lean more heavily on our secondary food so interesting uh, yeah so at the beginning of working with somebody that's where we start it's like what actually oh this whole part was missing and often we can be really good at looking after everybody else around us and we forget to look at what we wanted and then it just becomes kind of oh this just kind of happened in my life the children have grown up or this has happened and I lost me and it's about bringing that back to life and saying what well, what do you want and who are you and what are your values and where, what where do you want to go and knowing that you can achieve that so we start there and then we go through a journey of that discovery um it's a, it's a small a bit a small about food <laughs> a little bit about food and a lot about you and who you are and self-discovery and coming home to yourself so it's a, a process a beautiful process of transformation
1: I know that, that many people have really benefited from that. And so how can people access your program? Where will they find you?
2: Um, the best place to find me is through my website. Um, and which I think you're going to be sharing later, is that It'll right? be
1: on the show notes, but it's actually going, uh, across the bottom of the screen as we speak, uh, okay. but it will be in all the show notes.
2: Yeah. Um, and my email address is there, so you can pop me an email and all of the information is available through, through there.
1: Thank you very much. It
2: it's been a joy
1: to have you on the show. Thank you for sharing. I'm sh- no doubt you'll come back um, and there's more to say. I know you've got a book on the go, and when that's published, then we'll have you back to talk about your book. But thank you so much. Uh, and I really would urge you if you're someone who struggles with their weight or their self worth, um, then Anna Anderson has a program which is really brilliant. Thank you, darling. Thank uh, you really so much for
2: having me. Thank, thank you. you be- just
1: before you go, B1G1 you have decided that you are going to um, the donation is going to be to help uh, milk to supplement a child's nutrition it would Mm -hmm. fit with what you're doing Um, and so many children uh, don't get enough to eat and as a result have all sorts of health problems, rickets and so on and so we'll be donating on your behalf um, for children to make sure that far more children actually get some nourishing milk during the their, their day so thanks very much mm-hmm. and don't go away folks see you back after the break thank you mm-hmm. bye
0: you have been listening to gina gardner on leadership for life we'll be back after this quick break want to get the best out of life personally and professionally are you ready to step into a life which excites and fulfills you Well, the right place for you is Leadership for Life with Gina Gardner on W4CY Radio and Talk4TV. We will share with you stories from inspiring people, a wide range of guest experts, and lots of practical strategies to help you get the very best out of your personal and professional life. Leadership for Life is a radio and TV show focused on helping you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. Join international best-selling author, motivational speaker, empowerment and transformational leadership coach and trainer, Gina Gardner, live every Thursday, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on W4CY Radio and Talk4TV. Become the leader of your own life, Gina Gardner's number one international best-selling book, Thriving Not Surviving: The 5 Secret Pathways to Happiness, Success, and Fulfillment provides you with the foundational principles on which to become the best leader of your own life. It's available as an ebook, paperback, hardback, and as an audio from genuinely-u.com or also from Amazon. Every one of the principles have been proven to work for the countless people who have used them, including the author. Now, let's put them to work for you. If you're ready to discover your true leadership life design, accelerate your journey with an invitation to join Gina for Leadership for Life VIP Day. Choose your journey of self-discovery where Gina will help you navigate your way to happiness, success, and fulfillment. To find out more, email gina at genuinely-you.com. Welcome back to Leadership for Life. Here is your host, Gina Gardner. Hello there.
1: You know, so many people at the moment are unhappy and you have to ask yourself the question, are you getting the best out of your life? Are you choosing to be the leader of your own life? Because if you're not, then it's time to choose now to make that difference. And I I was talking to a client, as I said, just before this show, and one of the things that came up is how often we use the word, I need to, I should, I must. And one of the, the, the recommendations that I would make to you is recognize that the language that you use is incredibly powerful because when you substitute those words for, I choose to, then There's a really different energy to that. Actively choosing to do something means you are more likely to do it. You know, saying I should do it. Well, the likelihood of you actually doing it is pretty minimal. Um, I will do it. Well, that's always in the future, but that is significantly stronger. But I'm choosing to do it, and I'm choosing to do it now makes all the difference you are an amazing human being each one of us is unique there is no other you than you you know i don't know how many billion people there are on in the earth but each one of us is different and you know we talked about very briefly about the potential that you have and it, one of the things that has struck me, you know, when I was a principal first or head teacher, um, and then my work with individuals, with couples, teams, whole organizations, one of the things that really strikes me is how often people undervalue their own potential. Go back to this client um, that I was talking to today. And, you know, one of the things I asked them to do is to look at the evidence they felt that they weren't worthy that they that that they had little to offer and yet very successful well thought of sought out um, to help others that they were consistently saying please come and help me i know you can help and getting great results and so looking at the evidence is a really good start Do you use the same criteria for yourself as you do other people? Now, I have to be careful because many of you will be listening to this in the U.S. And I've been told that the word quite in the U.S. has a slightly different meaning to that in the U.K. In the U.K., when we talk about something being quite good or quite um, difficult or quite anything, it means it's 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 okay. It's not there yet. It's not reached its potential. It's gone a little way, but not any further. So whatever language you use around that, are you selling yourself short? Are you being the best version of you? And that's not in comparison to other people, all right? This is not a race, it's not a competition. It is about you owning your gifts your talents your experience your energy your enthusiasms owning you and recognizing that there will be wobbly bits and things for development but life is a journey of learning and exploration and if you see when things don't go right if you see that as a failure and that means that you won't give it another go then that's the only true failure. When things go wrong, when there's a crisis, when there is a challenge, that is an opportunity for us to learn about who we are and how we operate. And we grow in those circumstances. You know, I had my 68th birthday a couple of weeks ago. I can't believe that I've been on this earth for almost seven decades. But what I recognize is that it's in the challenging bits that I've grown and that I've learned. And out of that, I've been able to help people much more effectively because I have that empathy, that understanding, um, that having been through that situation. It may not be the same situation, but having been through challenges, I recognize how difficult that can be. And what I would say to you, the world is facing Challenges, you know, how often have you heard on the news this is unprecedented? We are in uncharted waters, and we can think about isn't it dreadful and poor me and all of the things that would pull us down, or we can say to ourselves, I'm alive today, I'm going to take this day. I understand that life is not a spectator sport, that I'm going to be the very best version of me. How can I make a difference? How can I? Um, fulfill potential what can I learn today about me about the world what can I do that will make a positive difference again those who have listened to the show will understand I have a, um, a, uh, a saying which is around leave a living legacy you know so many people talk about well what's the legacy you want to leave behind you when you die well why wait till then and recognize that every word you speak to others and particularly to yourself or not. The tone of voice you use, the words that you use, every action you take or not, how you take it, when you take it, leaves a living legacy for yourself and for others. So if we're talking about that relationship with ourselves, when you look in the mirror, if you can bear to look in the mirror, and I've had many clients who have been so, unhappy with themselves that they have actually got no mirrors in the house because they won't look at themselves. But instead of that, you actually recognize what an amazing piece of kit your body is, you know, that you don't have to tell your heart to beat or your cells to reproduce or your nails to grow. You don't have to think about breathing unless you've got a problem. Our bodies do it without us thinking that when we're cut, we heal, when we um, bruise, that bruise fades, that we are able to learn new skills to do things in a different way. We are the most amazing piece of kit. So even if you don't like things about the way in which you look, value and honor the functionality of that. You know, when I was, was a teenager, my brother, who was much younger than me, used to call me Thunder Thighs, very nice nickname, because um, I was a bit chubby. And it wasn't until I couldn't walk and I, around that same time that I was really learning to have a great relationship with myself. I'd retired from being a principal. I was early 50s. And I realized that when I wasn't being a principal, I didn't know who I was. And so I, and I recognised that I was back feeling 14 and full of eczema and overweight and all of those things. And I realised that I needed to create um, a great relationship with myself. I chose to create a loving relationship with myself. And in that, I learnt to love my thighs and all of the other wobbly bits of me because recognising that they have functionality So if you would like some help, then email me, Gina, at genuinely-u.com or sign up for one of the Leadership VIP Days. But whatever you do, recognize that you are the leader of your own life. If you choose to be, you can let somebody else do it, but then you have to put up with what they give you. So have a good week. Join us next week. But whatever you do, recognize that you are an amazing person and you have the capacity to be the leader of your own life. Bye bye now.